0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 48 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay and as it has been for quite some time now, Randy Cash is over there through computer land.
1: Hey, how are you doing today?
0: I'm good. You like my new background? Love it.
1: very <laughs> yeah, homey. Yeah, it's not
0: ideal. It's very homey. Listen, well I am in my home. No, it's it's not ideal but you know such, such is life these days. We kind of roll with it. We uh, decided we were going to fix a little caulk area on the back wall and ended up stripping an entire section of the paint off. And so now I don't have very good lighting that way. So, you know, I had to kind of like, what do they say? Like necessity, mother of invention, all of that. So here I am. You get to see the glory of my kitchen behind us. It's amazing.
1: Here you are. Well, you get to see the background of my mess. So guitars <laughs> and I see a power strip back. There's probably a cat laying on the floor somewhere.
0: He was there hollering at you a minute ago, right before we started recording. I'm cracking up. He's gone now.
1: He knows the camera's on.
0: That's hilarious. That is hilarious.
1: So what you got in store for (sighs) us today?
0: Man, I I feel like I had just been like producing all sorts of videos lately that have gotten a lot of interesting discussion going on. So... We're going to see how much time we've got, but for starters today, I want to dig in a bit to this idea of using comprehension as a very important key when uh, communicating, when when having relationship communication. It's almost like, you know, I joked on Monday in my video blog portion of the blog that, you know, go back to grade school when they would tell you, like, don't just read the words, really comprehend what they mean and, and, you know, what's what's the message that's Being sent. And I feel like that's really my message when I talk about comprehension with communication. It's that communication is great, but if you're not comprehending the message that's being sent to you or the message that you're sending isn't being comprehended, then there's not a whole lot that's going to be accomplished. It's going to fall flat. There's going to be a lot of hurt feelings and misunderstandings. And honestly, a lot of stuff is going to get lost in translation.
1: The old thing, um, I know you hear the words I'm saying, but are you listening?
0: Yes, yes. I mean, I know I talk a lot about active listening, and that's a huge component of comprehension. But it's not just about actively listening so that you can, like, parrot the words back at someone else, but it is about actually saying, okay, so they said they feel sad. Let me think about that. Let me first clarify that what they are intending for me to get from this message is that they feel sad. Okay, is there more to it than that? Can I comprehend reasons they may feel sad? Can I understand where they're coming from? And if I don't understand those things, rather than just going, oh, well, you know, whatever it is what it is, actually sticking with the point and clarifying for you know more efficient and effective comprehension
1: i am so guilty over the course of my life of having been in the midst of a conversation with my significant other and i found myself going huh when she stopped speaking (laughs)
0: Well, but I've learned is better than ignoring, I guess, but it still may not be ideal. I think essentially, yeah, it's like you want to be able to, you know, have that back and forth, almost like a ping pong game, right? Like they hit the ball, you receive the ball, you serve the ball back and back and forth and back and forth. And it needs to really be like that. And you can seriously keep that ping pong game going for as long as necessary, or as long as both of you continue that pattern of I receive and I give it back. Okay, I receive and I give it back. And I just think that's missing a lot from, you know, communication. And I I feel like in some regards, the whole concept of assuming or like assuming you know what they mean, that is almost just, you know, like, what would the word be? It is just the opposite of comprehending, right? Because when you're assuming things, there's a whole lot that's probably being missed. And then a lot of times people will show up either in my office or currently, uh, you know, electronically through a, through a video meeting and be like, God, I just don't feel like they understand me. I just don't feel like they really, you know, take what I'm saying to heart or I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall. Like I say the same things over and over and over again and nothing changes. And it's that whole thing. If nothing changes, then nothing changes. So we always bring it back to how healthy is the communication in your relationship? Are you actually listening to one another rather than just like waiting for them to shut up so you can say what you want to say? That's a big key, right? You're shaking your head yes, because that's a big key. And then the other piece of it is not only are you listening, but then are you actually comprehending the message that they are sending. And I think those elements have to all kind of swirl together in a really healthy mixture in order for healthy communication to be established. And here's the other big key. If all you're doing is assuming or like kind of placating by just kind of, uh uh-huh, yeah, uh uh-huh, yeah, and you're not really absorbing it, that's really where a lot of resentment starts to build. And time and time again, I have people that will tell me, you know, I just get so frustrated. I've said the same thing so many times, and I don't feel like I'm being heard, like really heard and listened to. And I'm sick of saying the same thing over and over again. In fact, it it really sucks. And I'm to the point where I'm so resentful. I don't even want to try and have good communication because I'm just over it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say exactly what you were saying. People, a lot of times, not everybody, but they're always... They give that they're just waiting for you to shut up so they can say mm-hmm. the things that they want to say. But so maybe I personally take a second when I'm speaking to somebody mm-hmm. and I just let it Got to let it sit in for a minute, you know, and it mm-hmm. might things might spark another direction in the conversation that you would want to go, you know, you would mm-hmm. not have normally thought of.
0: Yeah. And it's funny. I have to, I have to give you credit for that. And then also tell you about when I first experienced it, cause we've been friends now for what, like, man, it's been almost seven years. That's crazy to think. Yeah. But regardless of that, I remember early on, we would be having conversations and there were times that I would stop talking and you wouldn't say anything. And I'd be like, what's wrong? You're like, nothing, dude. I'm just, I'm just listening. I'm just like taking it in. And I'd be like, Oh, I'm not you. That's weird. Why are you doing that? like, who does that? Nobody does that. Like, it was just really weird to have it like reciprocated because so many, you know, conversations I have in my life, you do feel like you're competing to talk or you feel like, you know, you're talking over each other. And this was actually pretty early on in me realizing that my, my specialty area really is working with communication and, and, you know, yes, relationships, but specifically communication and how all of it sort of ties together. I was still sort of figuring out a lot of my, you know, kind of niche areas, niche, niche, niches, oh. whatever you call them, you know what I'm trying to say, but yeah, so it was, it was really funny though. Cause you would, you would just kind of like, you kind of sit there and look at me. I'd be like, what, do I have something coming out of my nose? Why is he looking at me like that? And then you'd be like, no, I'm just making sure you're done talking. I'm like, wow, that's amazing, you know? And it is, it, it's a very like awesome trait to have. But I also think that even if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, I, I don't do that. It's possible to learn how to do it. I like to ask my clients to try and figure out like a speed bump they can put in their brain. So, you know, like if you drive over a speed bump when you're driving through a parking lot, what does it make you do? makes you slow down, right? So, how can we set up the same idea but from a mental perspective so that if you find yourself barreling down a path and just wanting to say what you want to say, how can we help you sort of slow your roll? How can we help you uh-huh. slow that down just a little bit so that it's not just you barreling over somebody and, you know, dominating the conversation or interrupting a lot? And if you do interrupt that you catch yourself and you go, "Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? Let me" Let me take a step back. You were talking. It triggered a thought. I probably shouldn't have said that right at that moment, but you know, I did. So let's just backtrack some, I think having awareness of it and being willing to acknowledge it. That's also a huge part of this whole thing.
1: It took me a long time to do what you're, thank you for the kind words, by the way, to be able to do that. Uh You know, I mean, it was a long, my (laughs) early forties. And I, I've got, I got to a point where I, it, it took a second, like I said, to soak in and it would take your, your my thinking to a different place. And I really mm-hmm. want to as best I can understand where the other person's coming from when I'm having a conversation with them. You know, mm-hmm. takes a second yeah. sometimes to kick in.
0: It does. It's that whole empathy thing. Also, I think of being like, well, man, I don't I don't like it when somebody interrupts me and just starts talking over me. So I need to learn how to slow that down, not just because I want to treat them that way. But I also want that to be reciprocated when you know, the roles are reversed. And I think it's also about, you know, making sure that that resentment doesn't have a chance to build because boy, when I tell you resentment is some kind of dangerous, powerful fuel, I, I am not making that up. It really, really is. Now, I don't want to be like all doom and gloom and make it seem like there's never a way to overcome it. But man, if you can avoid building resentment in your relationship, it's just going to be a better serve for everybody, right? Everybody is going to get more from it. And there's going to be a lot less backtracking and resetting that's going to be needed.
1: Yeah. um, I've never rebounded from resentment personally in any of my relationships that I can think of. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm saying no. So let's try to avoid yeah. that at all cost. <laughs>
0: Yes, it's pretty toxic, you know, and if you want to think through the, the steps, it's sort of like annoyance and frustration leads to resentment, which starts to lead to bitterness. And once we get to that point of bitterness, it gets harder and harder and harder to reverse those effects. It is possible, though, and I think that's what I want people to hear, is that no matter how far down this path you've gotten, no matter how, you know, sort of disconnected it may seem like you are, no matter how struggling the conversation or the communication might feel, it is possible to reset it. And and honestly, that's the reason that I have gone through the steps to create the relationship communication guide that I talk about a lot. That's not me just trying to push something on people. I really do feel like I've taken what I've learned from relationship communication and put it into a five-page guide that you can start using. And heck, you could print out multiple multiple copies of it if you want to because there's There's some brainstorming sheets where you can really start to brainstorm. What are your ideas? What are the things you're feeling? What are you needing? What are you wanting? And then I ask you to put yourself in your partner's shoes and do the same thing. And this is all kind of a precursor to the relaunch of my relationship communication workshop that I am just busily working on these days. Cause there were definitely some elements that needed to be, you know, sort of enhanced. And I do listen to feedback. I I'm actually kind of proud of us, Randy. We had a couple of weeks ago. Um, actually it's probably been more like a month or so ago now we actually had, um, some feedback that we were too chatty. And I feel like, you know, we took that feedback and we've kind of streamlined it a little bit. We still have some fun and we kind of laugh a little bit and make fun of my background and whatnot, but I feel like we're doing pretty good.
1: The point of everything is to evolve, right? And transcend yes. and become absolutely. better. What I Wasn't
0: think. that your word for the year? I think that was yeah, your word for the all year. that's what's on my
1: little thingy that you made me that I carry your little around with me guy? everywhere mm-hmm. I go. Yes.
0: That's awesome. Do you yeah, really absolutely. carry it around everywhere? Yeah, I do.
1: It's on my keychain, man. Do I have to go get it? It's over there. Kitty (laughs) just walked by.
0: No, I believe you. Yeah, Kitty just decided to make an appearance. (laughs) That's really funny. Um, Yeah, no, I, I like the fact that you've been able to, you know, find ways to not only better yourself, but to kind of transcend in your own world. And then also, you know, it is one of those things where I think we're always in this constant process of evolution. So it's awesome
1: the point of life i think anyway that's what yeah. i'm trying to do man i want to be like the, life. Uh, old wise man
0: the really? old wise man. It's also something too, if you are willing to do so, you can use past relationship experience as a mirror to learn more about yourself. And if you can use those experiences to not only better yourself, but to better future relationships, then I also think you're giving yourself sort of a, you know, a step in the right direction. And if you're saying, wow, I don't really want to end the relationship I'm in, but I would like to be able to reset it. That's also possible. So today's all about just looking at the possibilities and kind of hammering home that idea that communication and comprehension of that communication is the key. So I know recently you have started doing some comedy again. Are you having fun with that?
1: Uh, Yeah, I hosted this last weekend and it was a lot of fun uh, out in Nofell, well, Missouri at the backdoor comedy club. And, yeah, I That's had a good awesome. time. Thank you for uh, bringing it up. It was it was really cool.
0: You're welcome. If people want to follow along with you and maybe come out and see you at a show or something, how can they find you and or more information about these things?
1: On the Instagrams at r cash Comedy. Thank you. <laughs>
0: You're welcome. It is funny. You always post on Instagram, but I always comment on Facebook. So you're welcome. Um, If people want to follow along with what I've got going on, you can go to my website, lindsaywalden.com. Not only do I have a way for you to download the relationship guide there, but you can access any past episodes of the podcast, read any of the past blog episodes or blog posts that's what they would be called and also get in touch with me directly if you would rather follow me on some social media platform I'm kind of everywhere these days so you can find me on Facebook at Lindsay Walden Consulting or at Lindsay Walden Therapy on Instagram it's at this is Lindsay Walden on TikTok, it's at this is Lindsay Walden. And then on Pinterest, it's Therapy Thought. So there are lots of ways for us to connect. I am loving getting to bring you this info and definitely want to keep offering things that are helpful. So as always, you can submit questions if you have them. I hope you keep living your best life while building the relationship of your dreams. And we will be back next week with more.